Hi, I'm Dwight Casimir, and welcome to the first episode of my new podcast, Dwight's Wine. It's a look at the wide world of wine through my eyes as both a wine writer and a wine lover. Now, first, a little bit about me. I'm the wine and food editor for the Times Weekly newspaper in Chicago, and I'm also a certified sommelier. I graduated from the French Culinary Institute, which is now known as the International Culinary Center in Soho, New York, in January of 2012. Now, the great winemaker Robert Mondavi of Napa Valley once said to me that wine is food. At first, I didn't quite understand what he meant, but I began to fully understand his meaning as I started to explore wine and to discern its deeper hidden qualities. Now, drinking wine is, well, you're discovering it sort of like peeling away at an onion. The more you pull away at its layers, the more you discover. Now, I first came to appreciate wine while I was working as a news reporter and anchor at KGO-TV in San Francisco. I was working the weekends, so I had days off on Mondays and Tuesdays. And that was a pretty nice time to take a trip just north of San Francisco. In fact, my home at that time was in Sausalito, just across the Golden Gate Bridge. And Napa Valley was just about an hour away. So I got to go up there and spend time while the tasting rooms were pretty much empty of tourists. I got to meet a lot of the winemakers face to face. And I got to taste the wines and to tour their cellars at my leisure. So it was a great opportunity to taste wine and get to really know about it and to love it. Now, believe it or not, the person who introduced me to wine was the great Julia Child. That's right, that Julia Child. She, you might recall that her great programs on French cooking on PBS. Well, her sister was a neighbor of mine in Sausalito. And at that time, I was assigned to cover the opening of the new food courts and kitchenware department at the new Macy's in San Francisco's Union Square. And Julia had been uh, signed on to help to open the food courts at Macy's and to lead cooking demonstrations there. And so one of the first people I met along with Julia was James Beard the great chef for whom the James Beard Foundation is made. And there were also chefs like Jacques Papin, Paul Bocuse, and many others who came to San Francisco. And I got to meet all of them and to drink wine and cook with them and really get a deeper appreciation for wine and food. Well, since this, this is my first podcast, I was able to talk with Shannon Muricelli over at uh, Clodeval Vineyards, which is a very famous winery on the Napa Valley Trail in the famous Stag's Leap section. Now, uh, Clodeval is French for a small vineyard estate, which is located in a small valley, thus the term Clodeval. It was founded in 1972 in the Stag's Leap district. Olav Gallet is the owner and Jean-Marc Chapelet is the president. And Shannon Miracholi, as I mentioned, is the director of direct-to-consumer and marketing. Well, Clodeval, if you don't know the history, first came to prominence in after the Judgment of Paris in 1976. And that's when its Cabernet Sauvignon was recognized as one of the best wines in the world. And that was quite a shock because people thought that uh, French wine would win. And here you had uh, California wine taking the stop, top spot. And that put the Stag's Leap District on the map. And uh, 
also Clodeval. Now Stagsleep District is one of the most famous ABAs in Napa Valley. And since its founding in 1972, Clodeval has continuously helped to define the world's view of Napa Valley wines. The wines that were given to me were the 2016 Clodeval Estate Cabernet, which is a real steal at $52. I mean, if you know anything about California Cabernets, that is truly a bargain. I also received the 2016 Estate Cabernet Franc from the Hirondel Vineyard, which is really the centerpiece of Clodeval, and that goes for about $100. And I also received, also from the Hirondel Estate Vineyard, the 2016 Estate Cabernet Sauvignon, which is uh, about $120 and worth every penny. So uh, without further ado, let's start tasting through some of these great wines. I'm going to start with the 2016 Estate Cabernet Napa Valley. And one of the first things you do when you taste wine is you really just get familiar with it. You smell the aromas, and as you probably know, smell is a great part of tasting. In fact, probably 60% of the information you get from the wine and the food that you eat with it is through your nose. Um, so that's where you get a lot of the information of wine and that sort of informs your brain as to what you're gonna taste. And what you're getting here with this great vintage of Cabernet is uh, this 26 Cabernet, it's really open, full, and very fruity. It has some aromas of nutmeg, cinnamon, I'm detecting some vanilla bean, and the flavors are really complex. Um, a lot of really, juicy fruit flavors in the mouth, black cherry, plum, blueberry. I'm even getting a little bit of hint of some, of some I don't know if you've had uh, kumquats. It's kind of a, a bright, almost a little bit of a bitter orange taste. And that's kind of in the background there. And then there's some uh, really nice, luscious caramel apple that just kind of lays on the back of your tongue. It's a really rich wine has a nice full mouthfeel, almost kind of velvety actually. And it really drinks beautifully. Uh, you know, I love chocolate. So I'm detecting some chocolate kind of coffee taste. And then um, it's got a nice little bite to it. It just kind of on the, on the edge of your cheeks, you can just feel your saliva uh, flowing. And that really gets you to ready to enjoy a bite of food. For, for this wine, I selected a prime grass-fed steak that I got from Whole Foods, and I let it age overnight in kind of a my own little mix of spices. I usually take a little bit of Hungarian paprika and salt and pepper, of course, and I use the kosher salt that, that kind of gets into the meat and gives it a, brings out the kind of the mineral taste of the meat. And here's another twist. I found that uh, I love coffee. I, in fact, my next favorite beverage to wine is coffee. And coffee, you can appreciate it just as you do wine. It has just as much complex, complexity. And if you have uh, wines from around the world, I like uh, the tea berry from Tanzania. I enjoy uh, the wines, uh, the uh, coffee from Jamaica. Blue Mountain Coffee, which is quite expensive, but worth every penny. 
and also some of the other uh, blends, the French roast. Um, Starbucks does a great job of blending coffee. So I get into coffee and coffee blends just like I'm into wines. But anyway, I use coffee as part of the marinade, that, uh, the dry rub that I put on the steak. So with my uh, paprika, salt, pepper, and coffee, I just kind of pack that on there with my hand and put it in the fridge in the back on the top shelf and way in the back of the refrigerator so that it stays really, really cool. And I let that kind of marinate overnight. And then I uh, set up a hardwood grill and I let the coals and the wood just get down to a fine white ember. And I roast the steak in the grill for about oh, 10 or 15 minutes. And you just want to take it off and put a tent of foil or parchment on top of that steak and just let it set in its juices for about 15 or 20 minutes before you slice into it. And um, while you're cooking the steak, you want to open the 2016 Estate Cabernet from Clos de Val and let the wine breathe so you can get the full essence of it. So when you take a bite of that steak, take a sip of the wine, the flavors and the aromas really melt together in your mouth and you get quite a wonderful experience. So that was the 2016 Estate Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley, from Clos de Val. It's a really exciting wine and really one that you want to spend a lot of time with. And like I said, for only $52, it's quite a value for, for the money and for the flavor. The next up was the 2016 Estate Cabernet Franc from the Hirondel Vineyard. Now that's pretty much the centerpiece of Stagsley District Clodeval Winery. The whole idea behind the Hirondel Estate is that it centers around the Hirondel House, which is named for the winery's historic estate vineyards. First opened its doors in the fall of 2018 with a brand new personalized visitor experience where guests get to explore Clodeval's Napa Valley wines from their formative years all the way up to the current vintages. And it sort of gives you a peek into the future. It's a beautiful structure. I've been there uh, many times, uh, designed by Michael Guthrie and Company Architects, and the interiors, interiors were by Aaron Martin. And the space is intentionally designed so that the visitors can really connect with the estate vineyards and get to know the historic wine and the legends behind those wines. Uh, some call the Hirondel House a winery and estate, a tasting room. Clos de Bell calls it their home. And when you taste the wine, you get a real sense of time and place. Uh, the French have a word, terroir. And I guess, you know, the French are great for putting an, an entire concept into just a word or a phrase. Um, I can't think of any words in English that, uh, that duplicate that experience. You know, we use the word maison scene to describe a place, a setting. Well, the word terroir, the French word, it kind of tells that too. It, it tells time, place, the uh, climat, climate, the atmosphere of a winery and the wine. So when we talk about wine in Napa Valley or pretty much anywhere else, we talk about the terroir. That, that includes the soil, the climate, 
the taste of the wine, the setting, the, the hills or valleys that the wine comes from, it's all tied up in that feeling of terroir. And you certainly feel the terroir when you open a bottle of Clos de Val wine. Um, one of the great things about the Cabernet Franc is that it really has kind of that, Cabernet Franc is used kind of a, as a blending wine. It used to be at the, in the early days of, of California wine, Cabernet Franc stood out as its own uh, varietal and very rarely was it blended. But as the modern winemakers would use the Cabernet Franc and blend it in with Cabernet, I guess people were more into Americans, of course, we're, we're very impressed by all things French. So Cabernet became the king of California wines. Um, and Merlot and Cabernet Franc were used as blending grapes. Now, Cabernet Franc is really a, a distinctive grape. Um, and he, if you ever have a, uh, a single vineyard, 100% um, Cabernet Franc wine, uh, you'll remember, remember it. It's really dark. It's a weighty rind. It's got a lot of heft, bright aromas, bright colors. You really see the blue, the blueberry, and it's got some back notes of herbs. Or rosemary comes to mind. A little bit of sage um, and definitely dark chocolate. And one of the things uh, I recall about Cabernet Franc is you get that distinct aroma of pine, pine needles. Uh, if you've ever walked through a forest and been around evergreen trees, that, that, um, it's almost kind of a, a sting, kind of a pungency, but it's kind of sweet and smoky at the same time. And that comes through when you're drinking the Clos de Val Cabernet Franc. It really just hits you right in the nose. And then you've got in the back, it kind of softens. It has a little bit of that caramel flavor, not too much of it, but just kind of a touch of it. And then just a hint of fresh mint. The mint is one of those things, it's like smelling a flower. You know, it comes and it goes away. And kind of very much on the back end of tasting the Clos de Val Cabernet Franc is that little bit of mint. And of course, it's got some nice tannins. That's kind of the, the alcohol content of it. I think this is one is uh, almost 15%, 14.7% alcohol. So that really, when you swirl it around in the glass, you see the little legs of a wine going down the side of the glass. And that tells you that it's got a pretty high, thick alcohol content. And that kind of accounts for the thickness on the tongue that you feel when you drink the wine. It's a great food wine. Again, uh, I loved it with the, the steak that I had. And also I, I made some baby back ribs. I used a slightly different rub. I used um, my combination of salt, pepper, and I used some Cajun spices on, on the uh, rub for the baby back ribs. And I just a dash of apple cider vinegar and a little bit of hot sauce. Um, I don't know about you, but but I, I love adding hot sauce to things. I guess my family's all from Louisiana. So my experience of hot sauce is that it really is a sauce. It has a lot of complex flavors and a little bit of the heat 
but also behind that heat, it just really supports the flavor of the peppers. So I just add just a little bit of that in the marinade and let those baby back ribs sit overnight in the back of the fridge. And I let those flavors just marry into it. And um, gee, there's, there's nothing quite like it. And I put it on the grill. I use the uh, hickory wood charcoal. I use the professional grade. I, I, it's worth the extra money to use the professional grade of charcoal. It burns a lot longer and it gives you a, a really kind of a caramelized wood rich flavor when you roast the meat on it. I let the coals get down to uh, white ash and then I add some um, pieces of some chunks of hickory wood that have been kind of soaked in water for a couple hours and just let let the moistened wood sit on the white hot coals and just kind of smoke. And I uh, close the grate on the grill and put the cover on and just let those ribs smoke for about three, three and a half hours and get good and smoky and let the flavor of that smoke just sink in. With this Clodeval Estate Cabernet Franc, the grilled baby back ribs are just the perfect combination. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the uh, insights from the winemaker and um, and I'm just going to read from the winemaker's notes because they're pretty pretty explicit and pretty right on. Now, the 26th growing season started with two to three weeks of early and progressed perfectly through the wine process. Uh, the lack of rain during the flowering resulted in a very plentiful crop. And instead of having some rye warm temperatures over the summer, there were some cooling patterns throughout the season that lengthened the harvest. So the fruit got to hang on the vine a little bit longer, gain a little bit of complexity, those complex sugars that make wine, the, the bricks, the measurement of sugar, but the letting those grapes hang on the vine for a long time adds richness and ripeness to the grapes. And you really get a, a full complement of flavors that you don't ordinarily get in wine. So the longer growing season also yielded those very high quality grapes. And um, the last blocks arrived at the winery very late in the season. In fact, it happened in mid-October and that was the first day that they saw some rain. So it got to really ripen in a very long sunny season to develop the sugars and the complexity of wine. And it really comes through when you taste this Cabernet Franc. Even though I've had it with the ribs, I can tell you that it's it's really just a wonderful experience just having the wine on its own. You don't really need anything with it. And as uh, Robert Mondavi said to me, wine is food. And when you taste this uh, estate Cabernet Franc, you really get, you get what Robert Mondavi meant, that wine is food. And it has everything, the complexity, the fullness of it, the satisfaction of drinking it. It is food and it is satisfying. So let's not linger on the Cabernet Franc too long because uh, I'll wind up drinking the whole bottle. <laughs> let's go on to the 2016 Estate Cabernet Sauvignon from Hirondelle Vineyards, Stagsleet District, Napa Valley.
This is the flagship wine of Clodeval. It's $120, but eh, go ahead and break the bank. <laughs> you know, as, as things go, uh, drinking wine is really, it's really a, a, a very inexpensive pleasure. I mean, if, you know, if you think about all the things you can do with your disposable income, not that I have a lot to dispose of, uh, wine is probably one of the cheaper things you can get. I mean, it's cheaper than having a, a fancy car. It's cheaper than having a boat. Golf, certainly. I mean, golf, God, you know, between the clothes and the clubs and the fees, I mean, you know, it costs about a hundred bucks just to walk out on a golf course. Even the public courses are a hundred bucks or more. So, you know, wine is a cheap pleasure, frankly, and um, it's worth it to splurge once in a while. So 120 bucks for uh, a really delightful Cabernet. And um, like I said, if you know anything about California Cabernets, spending about $100, it's really, that's pretty average for California Cabernets. Anyway, this is a 100% Cabernet. And grown from four of the best blocks at the Herndell Estate Vineyard. The wine has some very deep black currant aromas. Everybody asks me, what are currants? Um, they're actually like peppercorns. Um, they're very dark black. And they always refer to currants in wine. And nobody knows what they are. I've never seen them in a store. But actually... Um, I used to use currants to flavor and juniper berries. I would use juniper berries whenever I would get venison. I had uh, a friend who had um, had a farm in um, Wisconsin, and he would bring me the loin of venison, and I'd uh, put black currants, juniper berries, and I'd use some wine. And this this would be if you had. Uh, a really good brisket or a top round of beef. Uh, if you want to marinate it in something, use a little bit of this wine to marinate it. And then uh, put some um, black peppercorns or mixed, I buy the mixed peppercorns. I got them at, uh, sometimes you can find them at Trader Joe's, um, the rainbow. They call it the rainbow peppercorns. You know, the pink, green, black, and white. And you can Put those, I just take the peppercorns whole and just press it into the meat and then add a bit of the wine and put it in a, seal it in a plastic bag and put it in the fridge and let it kind of marinate overnight. And then uh, again, I either put it on the grill or put it in the slow cooker and let, let that go for about three or four hours. The great thing about this wine is it's very complex. Again, you get those intense aromas and flavors of blackberries, a little bit of brioche toast, and my favorite, espresso coffee comes through as well. And then right on the end, you get a real creamy splash in your mouth. It's like just like having some fresh farm cream. Um, it's really delicious, kind of a velvety finish as it goes down the back of your throat. It's Really an exquisite wine. Um, you should really, wines like these, you should let it open and breathe for about an hour. I have a really big Riedel glass. It's got a very deep bowl. It's almost like uh, a snifter, a brandy snifter almost. It's a, just a big bell 
of a bowl and I let the wine just sit in there for a couple of hours really before I drink it. Because you really want all those aromas to, and you kind of want the alcohol to kind of waft into the room. And, you know, it's almost like a an atomizer. I mean, when you walk in a room and this wine is open, you smell it right away. I mean, it's like walking to a, a wine cellar. You smell the wine and the heft of the wine. The aroma just fills the air. And when you drink it, it, it goes deep into your nostrils, your olfactory glands, and um, just tasting it. It's, it's all encompassing. It just is a warmth that goes over your body when you're tasting it. That's just inexplicable. inexplicable. You'll forget that you spent over $100 for this bottle of wine because the experience is like nothing. It, it just doesn't compare to anything. Anyway, it's a great wine. Clodeval really knocked it out of the park with this one. It's, it's something that you, you just want to savor, have just a glass of your meal, save a little bit for afterward because you just want to enjoy it all by itself. If you have a fireplace, you might want to light it. If you've got some great music, some Miles Davis, uh, Ahmad Jamal is one of my favorite people, or Bill Evans. I have his double album, Live at the Village Vanguard, recorded back in 1962, I think, or 63. Turn on something like that. It's just very meditative or some Mozart. Of course, Bill Evans, to me, is like listening to Mozart. He's the Mozart of jazz pianists as is Ahmad Jamal. I would just put some of that music on, pour another glass of this 2016 Estate Cabernet from Hirondelle Vineyard, Clodeval, kick back and enjoy. Dwight Casimir, Dwight the Wine Doctor, as you might know me from my blog on the internet for the past 10 years. Well, we have something new, it's called Dwight's Wine, my new podcast, I'm going to be coming to you every week. I've got some great wines uh, coming to you from Portugal next time around. But uh, it was just wonderful to visit with Clodeval from Napa Valley, from the famed Stags Leaf District. And I want to thank once again Shannon Muricholi, who sent the wines to me. And uh, she really sent me a nice little note with it, uh, just welcoming my new podcast. And she wished me the best. Cheers from Shannon Muricholi. And I want to say cheers to you. Thanks for joining Dwight's Wine on our inaugural tasting flight. Have a great one.